Welcome to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Michelle Schaefer. I am a two-time author who's built a seven-figure income in network marketing. I went from teen mom to millionaire. My passion is helping you to move your life forward with strategies for personal and spiritual development and teaching you how to design a life of freedom. I'll give you all the goods from the heart, raw and real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about the podcast today. I'm going to be talking about a very controversial subject within the Christian community. And it's something that's really, really been um, on my heart strong to share. If you are part of the Christian community, the born again Christian community, the evangelical Christian community, then you have probably, you're probably going to feel uncomfortable with some of this discussion. If you are not a person of faith, you may not find, have any issues at all with what I'm going to share with you today. And uh, either way, I feel it's something that's um, very important to talk about. And if you have been a follower of my podcast, then you, and you've been listening for a long time, then you uh, heard in one of my podcasts I shared uh, my son's story of coming out as, uh, coming out to me as gay. Um, Then you, and you already know, and if you don't, that's news to you. (laughs) I am a mother of three children. My oldest daughter is coming up on her 29th birthday. My son is 26 years old and my youngest daughter is 16 years old. And when my son was around 16 years old, he came out to me that he thought he was gay. And growing up in the church, uh, I don't, and I said this before in the podcast, but for those of you that are maybe new to listening to my podcast, I, before, I really didn't have a much of an opinion one way or the other. Um, I knew what I had heard and I knew what other people said, but I didn't really have a stance. I didn't have a stance on what I thought, um, like I didn't feel personally connected to the issue of the LGBT community and Christianity. Um, I had never really been confronted with it. I knew, I had friends that were gay. I, I've known uh, gay people, you know, throughout my life. I never felt judgment or weird or anything about them. I, I didn't totally understand it. But I never have felt like, oh my gosh, these are horrible people and they're going to hell or these are perverted people and they're gross. I mean, I just, I never had that, I never had that mindset. And I know that when you talk about homosexuality and the LGBT community, there are just a lot of emotions that rise up in people. And I believe first and foremost that those emotions rise up out of fear. I think that people have such a strong emotional response because they don't totally understand it. And I'll, I'm not going to pretend that I do. I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that I, you know, hate them or reject them. It just means I don't understand it. So I'm going to share some thoughts with you today about being a Jesus loving Christian mom and having a gay son. And what I thought, you know, I, I say to my son, all, you know, all the time, this is the best time in history to be gay. I mean, really, there's never been a better time in history to be openly gay. Obviously, there have been homosexuals throughout history, right? I mean, they're not, I know that many people feel like, oh, there's more p- gay people now than ever. And that is just, a, that is a false statement. 
It's just now that th- that people in the community feel more comfortable coming out than they've ever felt before, which I think is a beautiful thing. And so, you know, I'm, I'm amazed and shocked when I continue to hear stories of parents, and it's sadly, it's usually Christian parents that completely reject their children or family members when they have the courage to come out and uh, tell people that they are gay. So first of all, I want to talk about the whole coming out process. I don't feel it's fair. I don't feel it is a fair thing that anyone in the LGBT community feels that they have to have this whole coming out. I mean, as a heterosexual, we don't come out. We don't tell people, you know, we're, oh, you know, I'm, I'm straight or, you know, I'm attracted to the opposite sex. And so it, it kind of bothers me because it's a personal and private thing that I don't, that for whatever reason, we in the community at large, all of us feel we have, you know, we have a right to know that. And so when, when somebody comes out, the only thing that they are expressing to us is their sexual preference. That's it. They are not expressing um, their where they stand on, let's say, religious beliefs, or what their you know what their money mindset is, or are they generous? Are they kind? Um, are they healthy? Are they fit? They're only expressing their sexual preference, and I don't think that's anybody's business. To be honest with you, I do not feel that sexual preferences is something that we have the responsibility to share with the public, if you will. And that's essentially what coming out is. Now, because of the amount of emotion that is behind this, um, I think it is very important for the people that are that are in the LGBT community to be holy themselves. And, and this goes for just people. What I'm about to share with you, this is just something about people in general, not just not just gay people um, or trans people. I feel that a lot of times there's so much shame behind just a number of things, things in our past, things that we've done, mistakes that we've made. And what shame does is it puts you in this um, kind of fear mindset where you feel embarrassed and you're very concerned about what other people are going to think if they know that about you. And so what what happens for for the people in the gay community before they come out um, they are so afraid that if you know the truth about them, you're, you're not going to really love them, and you're you're you know what I mean. You're you're going to reject them, but that's the same for anybody. If you have a, a secret, a part of your past, something that you, um, you know, you have kept from people, or you're ashamed of, or you're hiding, that's this little piece of you that is locked away, and it does two things. Number one. It never allows you to fully feel love from somebody else. Why? Because there's always something in the back of your mind, this little hidden kind of monster that grows that tells you, well, they love me, but if they knew who I really was, they wouldn't. And it's that exact fear that keeps people from sharing their truth, from being authentic and open. You know, and we've proven to the LGBT community as Christians that we are not going to love them over and over and over again. It it hurts my heart on the deepest level when I see articles or watch something on the news and there are, you know, supposed Christians standing in an event with signs that say God hates gays. 
I mean, that, that there is nothing further from the truth. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing further from the truth. And if you subscribe to that thinking, you might as well just turn this podcast off right now because you, you are not my people. <laughs> and maybe you subscribe to that thinking and you want to change that thinking. And if that's true, then you are my people and stick with me here for a little bit because I have found nowhere in the Bible that it says that you are to hate your children or you are to hate gays. Matter of fact, um, I'm going to share some some verses with you that have really been um, prominent for me when I sit down with other gay parents. For whatever reason, I've I guess because I'm so open, I've become a safe place for parents, family members, friends that are having a hard time when they find out that somebody in their family is gay, and I'm very happy to sit down with people and talk to them um, very openly because. For me now, it's been 10 years since my son shared that with me. So it's been a process for us. And I will tell you that immediately, my immediate response when he, when he shared that with me was, um, I was not, I didn't feel disgusted. I didn't feel ashamed. I felt sadness for him first and foremost, because I knew that he was, I could see the struggle for him, that he was, he couldn't accept himself. And so that was my immediate, was feeling so sad for him. Number one. Number two, I wanted him to know that it, I loved him. I still loved him, all of him, every bit of him. And number three, I had, because of the indoctrination in the Christian church about, um, about being gay, I wanted to, I was curious and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to figure out exactly what it was that I felt about this subject and exactly what the word of God says about this subject because you know the bible is our guidebook right it it is our reference to how to deal with so many things in our lives even though it's old <laughs> it's living and active and very relevant to our lives and in the christian community we have kind of uh, landed on a, a certain number of verses in the bible that that are what so many christians beat people over the head with when it comes to this specific subject and so I personally did some research, and I want to encourage you to do your own research. I went into the Bible, and I studied it, and I made sure that I used every reference that was available to me to go and go back into the historic times during the times when those specific verses were written and what they were referring to, because it's very, very easy to take the modern interpretations of the word of God and not do any research on them. That's why a lot of times in my podcast, when I share a verse, I'll share a number of translations because some versions of the Bible are, have translated an idea. Some have translated it word for word. And so I go back to the original, uh, the original writing, whether it was in Greek or Hebrew and what that word meant and other places in the Bible that that specific word was used to help just get a deeper meaning of certain things that, um, that it says in the Bible. So I did that for myself and I wanted to be able to reconcile within my own heart what I thought that God wanted from me as a parent. And, you know, it's as much as it is individual, it, it is and it, it isn't <laughs> because the word of God is truth. And the thing, here's the thing people will say to me, um, that, you know, you're a Christian. And I sometimes feel very, very uncomfortable just saying that, just saying that I'm a Christian because so often the Christian community has been the biggest judgers, right? They're, they have been the biggest, 
uh, ones out there that <laughs> that are so hypocritical. So I, yes, of course, I I say that I am a Christian, but but so much more than saying that I am a Christian, I am a crazy follower of Jesus. I am not religious. We have seen all throughout the Bible that religion is not the way to God. <laughs> I am a crazy, unapologetic follower of the life of Jesus in the example that he set for us. And so really that has been the jumping off point for me. That's been the jumping off point for me in pretty much every area of our lives. And uh, it's going to be the jumping off point for me, uh, for you here in this podcast today, because he showed us how we are to respond to other people. He, uh, the people that Jesus rebuked the most in the new Testament were the religious leaders That's who he rebuked the most. The people that were supposedly (laughs) the ones that felt that they were uh, to teach and guide the rest of the people, and they were the ones that he had the most to say about. So I'm going to share just a couple of verses with you that, um, that have been very, very important for me in my walk with the Lord. And uh, when it comes to how I was to respond to my son. So this first one is um, the NIV translation. It's uh, the book of First John and in chapter four. I'm going to read a, a long, it's a couple of verses, 15 through 21, okay? If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love he ha- God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he loved us first. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. I have not yet been able to find the place in the Bible that it tells us not to love our children. I really thought that in today's day, that the time of casting out your children when they come out to you was gone. And I am so sad to hear that it isn't. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, um, because of my openness, I've had many parents of um, gay children, family members of of gay, you know, boys and girls come to me and just want to kind of talk it out. You know what I mean? They're just confused. They don't know what to do. And I, I, I feel so passionate about it now because of how I feel. When I look at my son, I just see my son. <laughs> so um, a, a, a couple of things I'm going to say to you. Number one, pray. Do your own research for you, for you and your ability to reconcile with the, you know, in your own heart and lives. And um, then ask, ask the Holy Spirit what he wants you to do and how he wants you to respond. For me, when it comes to anyone really anyone. I was going to say anyone in the LGBT community, but but I'm but I'm more and more stretching this out just to be anyone. Unconditional love is just that. It doesn't have a condition on it. It's not like the, this is the thing that you love that people love to say. 
love the sinner, hate the sin. You know, those, those two things are not congruent. You can't say love and hate in the same sentence and truly be somebody that is a follower of Jesus Christ. He never said love the sinner, hate the sin. He just said love the sinner. He just said love the sinner. (laughs) And so um, it's just an interesting thing to me that as believers, we've landed on this one thing. There's so much injustice going on in the world right now that you can land on, but you land on this one thing. And you know what the enemy wants is he wants to divide people. He wants division. He wants division in relationships, in families. He wants division in your own heart. He wants division in communities, in countries. He wants division in politics. And so as believers, what <laughs> we have bought into it, you've bought into this lie that you are, it is your job to, oh, well, (laughs) I can't accept you. Well, what what a hypocritical thing to say and what a hypocritical way to act to your own flesh and your own blood. And so think about the life of Jesus. What did he do? Who Who did he walk with? He was with the people that the church cast out. He went to the lost. He went to the lonely and the broken. So think about it. Who is the church cast out? Who, what is the biggest group of people in, in my lifetime that the Christian church has cast out? And then ask yourself, who have you cast out of your life under the heading of religious rules? That's literally the opposite of what Jesus says. He just says, follow me. That's all he says. He says, follow me. Reach out to me. He says, love me with all of your heart and I'll work out the rest. And out of the love that I have for you, will come an overflow and uh, it will be so incredible and intense that your only response to other people can be love. You know, I, what I have found is that so many parent, parents are not just worried about their children's salvation. I believe that that is an underlying thing, of course, um, but they're also really, really worried about what other people think. They're embarrassed. Oh my gosh, what are the what are my friends going to say when they find out my child is gay? What are my what are the my people at my Bible study going to say when they find out my kid is gay? <laughs> what you're doing, first of all, that is all about you, and it's a selfish way to think. You are trashing the very gift that was given to you when you do this. You you are literally uh, you are taking the, Jesus' death on the cross and you're just spitting on it. Ugh. people's other people's sin is not your business. Your only, our only job is to be the hands and feet of Jesus while we're here on this earth. And if we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we are to do what he did. And he loved, he loved. And he continued to walk in love every day and showed an example of that. Um, when one of the things that I was really worried about when my son came out, some of the stuff I told you before, but another one was what I've seen a lot in the LGBT community is that families will you know, try to accept or whatever, they don't accept. And then they lose their kids to other communities. Like they're just gone. And then, and why do, why do we lose our children to other communities, whether it's LGBT community or any other, any other community that they kind of um, fall into? It's because they are desperate, desperate to find a place that they belong all the way where they don't have to keep anything hidden and they can be fully themselves. And so, you know, when 
when my son came out to me, I wanted him to feel fully loved and fully accepted because I didn't want to lose him. I didn't want him to get wrapped around a community that he felt accepted because he didn't feel accepted at home. So I took any feelings in the moment that I felt because I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help him or console him because I didn't know where my heart stood on it. But I, I didn't share those thoughts with him. The only sh- thoughts I shared with him were the ones of, I love you and we're going to get through this. And I don't see you as any different. And, you know, as we kind of were walking through this journey with him, <laughs> you know, and there was a lot of very, very hard times for him and us as parents. I mean, it's just, you know, we're adjusting to it. Um, and it'd be like, listen, I know you're gay, but you still have to clean your room. Like, <laughs> Try to still be normal and, you know, be a normal parent. And if you are a parent of an LGBT child, I want to say to you that it's okay to grieve because what happens is we as human beings, as parents, we paint this picture and we do it for our own lives and especially our children. We paint this picture of this life that we want them to have, right? And so when you find out something that disrupts that picture or erases it, there, I, I want you to know that you have per- permission to grieve, okay? Grieve that the life, the picture that you drew is not going to be the one that's going to actually happen for you. But you can't sit in that grief for the rest of your life. Grieve that that's not the picture. Let it go and trust that God is drawing a better picture for you and your family. And this picture is way more, it's, it's not just about you. It's one that's going to bring the whole earth into unity and love and under one head, and that head is Jesus. And so the picture that you wanted, it's gone. It's okay. But don't sit in that for long. Let it go and then get excited and be hopeful about the picture that God is drawing for you, your child, and your family. And then I want you to go through a process here. I want you to, first of all, forgive God. You need to forgive God that this is the picture that he's drawing for you. And it's not the one that you started to draw when you were envisioning your life as in having a family. It isn't. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we don't, we don't dream dreams of having our child walk down the aisle in, you know, in a gay marriage. We have dreams of our children, you know, in the, in the picture that we've painted. So I want you to forgive God. Then I want you to forgive yourself for all the thoughts that you have. And then third, I want you to forgive your child. It is not their fault. Um, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe with every cell in my body that this is not a choice. They are absolutely born into this and, um, we do not need to punish them. (laughs) We do not need to punish, punish them for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a couple more verses with you. I have a, a bunch of them that are saved. Um, this is in, again, the NIV translation and it's Corinthians play this a lot when I, at weddings. <laughs> Chapter 13, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts. It always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. <laughs> Isn't that a, a beautiful thing? And at the bottom of uh, verse 13, it says, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You can't go wrong when you just love. You can't go wrong if you just love your child. Here's what Jesus actually says. And and for me, that last verse, and the greatest of these is love, that's the one that I just kept hearing the Lord share with me over and over and over. 
about how I was to respond to my son. If I wanted my son to know, understand, believe in, and have a relationship with God, believing that we have this this Father in heaven who loves us exactly as we are, then I had to show him that first. True, unconditional love. Not, Jacob, I love you, but... (laughs) It was just, I love you. I love you. And so here's what Jesus says in the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Um, And they're asking Jesus this question, the disciples, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love your Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbors as yourself. So here's Christ himself saying, here is the greatest thing that I command you to do. Love me with all of you, all of your heart and your soul and your mind. That's every bit of us. And then the second thing that I want you to do is love others as you love yourself. Treat other people as you would want to be treated. And, you know, for those of you that are parents that have maybe you've wronged your children because you have not accepted them or you've tried to accept them with conditions or you haven't understood. Let me just talk to you about understanding real, real, real quick. I cannot tell you how many people's lives have been wrecked because they don't understand something and they get stuck on it. But the Bible clearly says that, you know, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. It's very clear that we're not meant to understand things. I don't understand a lot of stuff. I don't understand why cancer exists. I don't understand why people have to die in car accidents. I don't understand why there's childhood illness. I don't understand evil in the world. I don't understand why people are, there's more people in, you know, trapped in the sex slave trade than any other time before in history. I don't understand a lot of things in life. I don't understand why my sister had to get cancer and die. I clearly, I am not meant to understand. I'm not meant to understand. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're a parent of an LGBT child, I don't care if you understand. You're not asked to understand, but you are commanded to love them. Here's the thing. Why would we need to have faith if we understood everything? (laughs) We're missing out on so many things in our lives because of our desperate attempt to understand stuff. Just love. Just love. That's that I understand. I'm just supposed to love. Just show love. He's going to work everything else out. It's not for, you're not God. (laughs) You are not God. I'm not God. So we just need to love. (laughs) Spend the rest of your life loving your kids as hard as you can love them. And then love other people as hard as you can love them. We are called to grow beyond our fear of the things that we don't understand. We are called to grow beyond judgment and criticism of other people. We are called to grow in love and just love other people. Jesus lived love because he is love. And so I, I hope that if you are really struggling because you don't understand and your child or somebody in your family or a friend or whatever has come out to you and you just feel this conviction, well, you know, you're not walking, you know, you're not walking in the Lord. And so I can no longer be in a relationship with you because, you know, being gay is a sin. Well, I got news for you. You're throwing a stone from a glass house because by design, you're a sinner too. 
And it's a, a sin is a sin is a sin. And God said that he is the only one that is to judge, not you. And you are living, you're lying to yourself if you're believing that you are being a, a true follower of Jesus by responding to the person in your life in that way. Your only response is love. And so I would say just ask for forgiveness from the person, forgive yourself, and move forward in love. And watch what happens. Watch what would happen if we actually responded to people with love. Watch what happens. Watch what would happen to the actual LGBT community if we embraced and loved them. These are human beings who just desperately want to be accepted the way that they are. Trust me, every single person that I have ever known that is in the LGBT community would would not choose that if it wasn't the way they were born, right? I mean, there's certain things. You're born with certain things. Some of them are awesome and some of them are not. But why are you going to punish somebody because of that? My son is an amazing human being with a huge heart. He has ambitions and he's compassionate and he's just loving and fun and he loves his animals and he's in a committed relationship with somebody who I love as well and he's a great brother and he's a great son. (laughs) Him being gay doesn't change any of that. So for you, I really just want to encourage you to just drop the fear, drop the need to understand and do exactly as Jesus has done and showed us to do. It's just love. Just show that love to other people. I really hope that this podcast helps you um, or, and, and if you know of somebody who is struggling uh, with this, please send it to them as well. And if you are listening to this and you just want to chat, <laughs> you can reach out to me. I'm very easy to get in touch with. You can find me on Instagram, Teen Monta Millionaire. You can find me on Facebook. It's just my name, Michelle Schaefer. Um, there's always a contact page on my website, bobbyandmichelle.com. And I certainly would love to hear from you, pray for you, uh, you know, just uh, share some of some more of my thoughts. I have a lot more thoughts on it. And I'm certainly not trying to uh, judge you, but um, I feel passionate about it because I continue to hear stories of families that are breaking apart and the enemy is winning when you do that. He's dividing your family. God's design, (laughs) we really screw up God's design in a lot of things, but the one thing that we can control is our ability to love. It's the answer. It's the answer to so many things. I thank you for giving me 30 minutes of your time today. And uh, it's the biggest compliment you could give me by sharing the podcast on social media or with other people. And uh, I really can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. 